Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. I'm Michelle, the founder and the CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help our American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com, or connect me on LinkedIn. Today we have Holly Yang on the show with me. She is a senior vice president and shareholder of Kidder Matthews. Holly has earned multiple national recognitions as the commercial real estate leader and influencer in the U.S. We are going to dive into the Chinese investment in the commercial real estate arena in the U.S. Holly, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Michelle. It's such a pleasure to talk about what I love to talk about. You and I have been knowing each other for a while, and we met、uh, in Washington State China Relations Council, and we both served、uh, on the board. Really, talk and plan about、uh, China and Washington State, how we can help the business grow, and how we can help、uh, do the those、uh, cultural exchange. From your professional side,、mm-hmm. I know you are in the commercial real estate、uh, in this area. Can you tell us a little bit more? About、uh, your business,、uh, the company you are working at, and also your background. Hey, Michelle. I came to U.S. from China as a graduate student. I got my CPA and worked for Ernst Young for a few years as financial auditors. And when Emily moved to Seattle, I found a calling. I love commercial real estate brokerage, and I've been doing that. For 13 years now, still every day is a dream day, dream coming true for me. I am very passionate about what I'm doing. I joined the Kidderman Fields in 2013 and、uh, started a, in a China Services Group. And right now, I lead this、uh, team of bilingual professionals helping bridging U.S. investors with Chinese investors, facilitating their commercial real estate investment deals. Mm. Yeah, I have seen the newsletters from your group, China Services. You guys publish a lot of statistics, opportunities, you know, analysis about what's going on with the real estate side and especially the investment from China. Yeah. So this group looks like you started this business from scratch at Kidder Matthews. Can you tell us a little bit more about this company? Yes, yes.、Uh, Kidder Matthews is the largest independent、uh, commercial real estate firm on the West Coast. We have、uh, Kidder Matthews started from Seattle in 1969, and now has grown to 22 offices up and down the West Coast. It's、uh, we're a full-service commercial real estate firm that uh, has uh, property management service,、uh, appraisal services, and a brokerage. Oh, that's great!、Mm-hmm. Since this show is about China, so can you tell us a little bit more about、uh, the China Service Group?、Uh, more specifically, why you started that group? 
okay. in this company? Our China Services Group was started in San Francisco, but we didn't have a Seattle China Services Group when I joined Kitamafius. So it's uh, the reason we have this platform is to fill the void of the professional commercial real estate demand from the inbound investor from China, and also the demand from uh, the U.S. investors or, or practitioners who want to deepen their reach into foreign investor group. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we dive into how China investor is playing in the U.S. real estate arena, let's first take a big picture view, zoom out, look at the U.S. real estate market. Can you help us to draw a big picture of in the past decade? How the U.S. real estate industry look like, the trend you have observed? Well, U.S. has uh, gone through probably one of the biggest recession of all time in 2008 and uh, slowly recovered in 2011, 2012, and uh, we still seem going pretty strong, but all indications we are in the extended boom cycle. Which means another job will come someday. Uh, well, real estate in U.S. is cyclical. We all know that. It's going to come to a you know, recession sooner or later, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when U.S. economy recovered, we happened to have China's economy went re- going really strong and generated a lot of wealth for even the middle class Chinese citizen, it went through decades of economic growth, just phenomenal growth. And also Chinese government uh, back in, you know, when U.S. went down, they are actually encouraging investors to go overseas to invest. So what you see is, uh, you know, U.S. economy went down and recovering and a lot of Chinese investors went uh, overseas on a shopping spree, basically mm-hmm. picking up a lot of trophy assets, single-family homes, and uh, other investment uh, uh, products. Between 2011 and 2017, actually Chinese investors have acquired at least $57 billion in commercial properties, and half of that came in the last, between 2015 and 2016, and that peaked in 2016 over 19 billion. This is based on Cushman and Wakefield's study. Mm-hmm. So I see a picture as you described. When the U.S. economy is recovering slowly, right? Because yeah. I know the big drop of 2008, uh-huh. then yeah. you know nine, ten, it's really slow. And in this time, the China's money investors they came in, came in, and they, in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So and you said uh, there's a peak and this kind of dropped uh, from China side a little bit. Yes. So. Why is that? What's behind the, all this, this trend? Well, the biggest reason is uh, the capital control placed uh, by Chinese government in 2017. The process of uh, heavy money shipping overseas is getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Then if you look at uh, the statistics, uh, all the numbers you have, who were those uh, Chinese investors uh, coming to the U.S. Uh, in the commercial real estate side? Can you help us to understand that. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a little bit of understanding on the profile of the investors. If you look at the 2016 transactions, 
over half, um, you know, we said it's peaked at 19 billion. Over half of that were deals over 1 billion. So, wow. Yes. These deals. Those, all big deals make those numbers. So the first tier, I would say a lot of institutional investors from insurance company, mm-hmm. some state-owned enterprises, really large in scale, purchased Waldorf Hotel in New York and a lot of other trophy assets and a lot of development uh, large-scale development projects. Mm-hmm. And then second to that is a lot of uh, private enterprises mm. uh, also come into play. They want to expand their market into development, into asset management, into just only real estate. And then there's also a lot of high net worth individuals after they you know, immigrate to U.S. Maybe they haven't immigrated to U.S. They want to own real estate. So those are private investors. Hmm, that's interesting. So the money comes into the U.S. and buying those commercial real estate investment. So what are the major cities they go to? Yeah, the top on the list is New York, of course, California, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Seattle is probably in the number five place. Seattle is number five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seattle is much smaller than the other cities yes. you just mentioned. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's relatively high. <laughs> True, but it seems like it's gaining momentum as uh, Seattle has uh, just grown to be like their what you call number one. You know, like number one job growth market. Mm-hmm. A lot of high tech companies are here. Seattle, locally, there are so many high-income tech workers. It's also, I think it probably is the top of the growing city because all the population, there's more income in population than outgoing population. So it's growing. Yeah, this yeah. area full of tech people. And yes. I was one of those. <laughs> and Seattle is going through a growing pain. As you know, the traffic is bad. Affordability is an issue. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Another curious question is about... Uh, since you mentioned those, the profile of the investors from China, why would they, the big state-owned company and the big institute, why would they invest in the U.S.? Yeah, you know, real estate in U.S. are very attractive to all the investors in the world, not just the Chinese investors. is considered to be safe haven. It's a great way to diversify investment with you know stocks, a portfolio, or other assets you own in other country. So it's a great way of um, you know diversification, wealth generation. Um, and also a great way to use as a way to hedge against inflation too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad that uh, I'm living in Seattle, <laughs> catching the, those uh, the money, catching the trend that um, our little house is also increasing the value. Yes. Appreciate, <laughs> yeah, in yes. the value. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the Seattle area, what are some kind of uh, Properties or the commercial real estate did Chinese investors buy during the past decade? Okay, they basically cross all product type. The main product is office. They buy industrial, senior housing, hotel, development sites, retail, and also apartments. Like, you know, sitting in our office, we can see the skyline of Seattle. The tallest building, for example, Columbia Tower, was uh, acquired by Gold Capital from Hong Kong. Wow. And there's Seattle Tower, Dexter Station. Those are all acquired by Chinese investors or investment company. Uh Uh-huh. 
Mm -hmm. uh, those are very big deals. Mm -hmm. Then in the development site, uh, do you have any um, examples for the Seattle areas that you have worked with? Yes, yes. Worked with uh, Create World in their acquisition of the site and also development of their Mira apartment projects in downtown Bellevue. They also have a condo project by Pike Place Market called Emerald. Mm -hmm. Another Chinese uh, investor developer, Bingjiang, has a project in Baotang. Actually, there are quite a few. You know, those are just uh, a couple that come to my mind. Yeah. Wow! Next time when I'm walking in Seattle, I'm able to point it out. Okay, this building is by Chinese investor. <laughs> that one is by a Chinese uh, developer. <laughs> yes, they are also very active in U District. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. The U District is the University of Washington District. Right. right yeah, that's right. one of the area with a lot of activities happening these days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I remember there was a number quoted by the Seattle mayor about the cranes in Seattle. Mm. And she mentioned uh, that if you look at uh, the development uh, of the cities in the U.S., mm -hmm. Seattle is the city with the most uh, That's cranes. That's right. We're yeah. number one. <laughs> <laughs> For a small city like Seattle, that's quite amazing. Right. Yeah. So if you come to Seattle, any of our listeners come here, you will see, look up, and you will see in the sky a lot of cranes, <laughs> very busy working there. All right. I think it's time to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to zoom in to differences between Chinese investors and uh, American investors in the real estate uh, industry, as well as the you know really help us to understand what are some characteristics of the Chinese investors, so we would be able to understand uh, how to work with them. We'll be back right away. Are you interested in expanding your business to China, but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. So Holly, I would like to hear from you about your knowledge of the commercial real estate, especially your observation of the Chinese customers, the investors, and compared to the U.S. investors, what are some differences they have? And maybe the industry itself in China and the U.S. is different, so across all these differences. Can you help us to you know, analyze this? Yeah, it's a Chinese real estate investor and U.S. real estate investor. I mean, the investor, the industry are just so different. It's like day and night difference. It's totally, we're talking about different animals, right? Created by the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe the separated uh, by the ocean. And the system of the two countries. Very right? different, yes. yeah. So 
Well, you know, first we, you know, the difference is the market maturity. You know, in U.S., it's a developed country, and、uh, commercial real estate is a very mature industry, and our economy is mature. So the new development is a very small percentage of the whole real estate stock, in terms of speaking, and asset occupancies. And cash flow are key decisions、mm-hmm. to for investor to make a decision. In China, we just went through the exponential growth, and、uh, that it's still growing.、Mm-hmm. So you know their mindset is are very different. They're still in their development mode, and their mindset is you build, they will come. So they don't necessarily look at if they develop an empty building, and they think they don't need to worry about the tenants. Coming or investor or buyers scooping it up in U.S. you will find it's harder because all developers trying to get the lease secured before they break ground. So that's very different. In terms, this is a maturity. Also, you know, their difference is、uh, expectation of、uh, the risk、mm-hmm. and the、uh, return. In China, because it went through this exponential growth, investors looking for higher return. Mm-hmm. And、uh, they're basically very low risk, you know. Especially when they look at the、uh, first、uh, tier cities, there's always going to be demand、yes. for office spaces, for retail spaces. They're not worried much about that. But in U.S., it's very different. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, in China, because the rapid growth of cities, right? Especially the tier one and two cities,、mm-hmm. huge population. Coming to the city, and、mm-hmm. then a lot of job opportunities created in cities. Yeah,、mm-hmm. that's、uh, totally. I agree with you. The demand、uh-huh. uh, for office buildings or the real estate is larger than the、mm-hmm. supplier side. Yeah. yeah, and also it's interesting. Most、uh, developers, investors, when they invest in China or develop in China, their projects are huge,、mm. and much larger in you know in terms of size. So when they come to US, sometimes they're like. Holly, can you find me a two thousand acre lot? No luck for that. We don't have a project that kind of scale in the Seattle area. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. First is also because of the demand, right? It's a mature economy. We don't have that kind of growth,、mm-hmm. and for a larger project, it's hard to get.、Uh, you know, the finance. The larger it is, the higher risk it is. Then it comes back to the cyclicality of U.S. economy. It's a very cyclical. Developers or investors are very conscious of、uh, where we are in terms、mm-hmm. of、uh, in the cycle. Yeah, in terms of the scale, I have a good example because I bought my parents a apartment in a third tier city,、uh-huh. and you know how big the complex is.、Uh-huh. They have over a hundred buildings.、Yeah. Each building is over thirty floors high. <laughs> Think about that. Yes, it's just amazing. It's、yeah. amazing. That's why、um, you know a lot of our U.S.、Um, investors or owners, when they sell property or when they try to qualify a buyer from uh, China. Uh, one thing was really funny because one time I took a client to kind of like an interview or just a, a meeting because they made an offer that U.S.、Uh, Side the seller side not sure if they can perform right. They have the site; it's a high-rise site.、Mm-hmm. So you know, in the meeting,、uh, of course, the U.S. 
as developer, you know, will ask questions, right? Like, do you have a high-rise development experience?、Mm-hmm. And that question, you know, my client answered with, "Okay, look at this. What we developed, and you know, we checked the laptop. It's all high-rise. I mean, it's、uh, not many U.S.、Uh, developer understand. In China, there's not much single-family home. No, <laughs> it's all high-rises, right? Because our land yes, is scarce. Is. We have such a large population, so it's very dense. So it's all high-rises, and like you said, it's a、uh, hundreds and hundreds of buildings. And a lot of developers, they're not just develop one project; they're developing the whole town. Right,、it's、incredible. And the speed is just incredible. Yes, that's another good point because it maybe take them two years. To get、uh, the project from start to finish, but in U.S., it's typically from a、uh, raw land to entitlement process to go vertical and finish and stabilize. It takes four to five years, and it's very common. Uh-huh. In China, it would be too slow. That speed, it would be too slow. I think、uh, apartment complex that my parents are living over the weekends. They have buses of tourists coming. Those are tourists. I would say they're more like buyers. Ah,、right? uh, okay. Because the complex is by the. So it's、uh, like a tour, like a showing tour. Right, right, exactly. Because <laughs> the location of that complex is by the beach. Ah,、oh, um, that's nice. And it's a relatively smaller city,、uh-huh. so the price is not that high yet,、uh-huh. and the buses. Full of people coming from all those with money、cities. in their pockets. Yes, <laughs> they come and they, you know, they come and they see、uh, the place, and then they come. People, they say they conquer, they buy. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and they put、uh, cash, right? A lot of money, and make a decision really quickly. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's yes. how it looks like. All right. So, anything else about the differences? Yeah, I want to emphasize the role of the government in China. Government is the sole owner, land owner. All their projects are based on the land lease, which is anywhere from twenty year to seventy year. In U.S., you know, a lot of fee simple land. Government plays a big role in setting up the rules, what you can build, the zoning. But in terms of、uh, owning the land, right? You can own your land outright. That's also one of the big draw for Chinese investors to own because they can pass on. To generations, and also they have their ownership is very well protected in、mm-hmm. U.S. That's a huge difference. Yeah, thinking about the concept of you build the same, but you just lease the land. Yes, yes. <laughs> you、and、don't nobody... have this one hundred percent ownership. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You own the you own inside the building. You own inside the building. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, but underneath is not yours. <laughs> yes, and another huge difference between U.S. investment and China. I mean, real. City investment because、uh, you know U.S. is a more mature industry, so there are financing readily available if you want to own an office building.、Mm. Uh, in China, you know it's very hard to get a mortgage because the financing instruments are not readily available、mm. for individuals to or investors to own a commercial real estate building. So that's why it's pretty common for private investors to own. Commercial real estate in U.S. Yes, but in China, I think uh, investment uh, products are kind of limited. That's why people just keep buying condos,、mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's definitely one of those investments、mm-hmm. channel people have in China. <laughs> they buy in condos, but、uh, for the commercial purpose. Yeah, and、uh, they buy condos for investment purpose because they and it's not they are not、uh, using. Hey, what is my occupancy? What is my rent? You know, to underwrite does this make sense? They are more on a speculative 
basically is like, okay, I'm buying this condo, even though the rent is not that, doesn't really justify the price, but the, it's gonna go, it's gonna go, it's gonna appreciate down the road. So it's oh, more the on a of the speculative condo. basis instead mm-hmm. of like, okay, I get in US, it's more like, okay, I have, uh, I invest in this project. It is leased. It's important. It's not vacant. This uh, cash in hand, it's a big part of the key driver for me to decide, is this worth the price mm-hmm. to make that investment decision? So it's a little bit different. It's occupancy, leasing rates. Uh, of course, appreciation is always great, but it's secondary sometimes to the existing cash flow. Mm. Yeah, that's a very different mindset. Yeah, with this uh, different uh, mindset, uh, I think the behavior will be very different from the Chinese investors. Mm -hmm. Mm. True, very true. Yeah, can you share us a story of uh, Chinese investors that you helped them to buy commercial real estate in the Seattle area, uh, what you have observed? And I want to hear a successful story. (laughs) (laughs) A successful story. Yeah, uh, Michelle, one of my um, clients, Create World, they actually went through the acquisition process, uh, the learning curve. With us, uh, the interesting thing is when they first came, they wanted a large scale project. And uh, it took a while for them to realize that just doesn't exist, especially in the CBD or closed in area where they are looking for. So they actually rejected uh, a site, which is their project site right now. They think it's way too small because they want a, a bigger project. Anyway, it took a while. And they understand how, also it took a while to understand how negotiation is done in U.S. Finally, opportunity came. The original site we showed to them that's too small. They had an opportunity to assemble the neighboring lots. So eventually they acquired both sites. But this is after eight months of study, a lot of negotiation and a lot of uh, consulting with a professional architect also working with the city. So finally, they broke ground two years ago. They finished phase one. Now they're going for phase two, which is a a high-rise condo project. Mm -hmm. And after that, they're actually really adapted to the Seattle, to, I mean, U.S. uh, business environment. They had uh, four more projects after that. Wow, four more after that. Create World, another successful project that they're doing now, and they have this top-off ceremony on July 24th is a waterfront condo by Pike Place Market called Emerald. It's a, a beautiful, it's a, another landmark in Seattle, added more to the skyline of Seattle. Very coveted site and great, great, beautiful project. Very mm-hmm. proud uh, that uh, our fellow Chinese uh, developers can take this project and run and uh, complete on time. I visited there. It's beautiful, unobstructed view with lots of amenities. If somebody is interested in buying condo, they should take a look at this one for wow. sure. <laughs> How many floors for this one? Do you know? I think it's 40 floors. Wow, that's a really tall. With rooftop amenities too. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I will go and take a look. <laughs> so from the beginning to the end, did you say it's, it was like four years they completed the whole thing? or uh, four, Yeah, three to four years. 
Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Yeah.、Mm -hmm. And、uh, since they are the Chinese side is your client,、mm -hmm. I believe in this whole process of many months of hard working, you have been the key person in the middle to help them understand in the U.S. you know how this commercial real estate market look like and how、mm -hmm. they can work with the American side、mm -hmm. on this deal. So is that、uh, if you look back at the journey you went together with this client, what are some key factors that you think?、Uh, Made、uh, this deal succeed at the end. First, they are very smart, successful developer already in China.、Mm -hmm. So they have the pre-requirements. They have the funds. They have the experience in China. And secondly, I think the most important factor is the trust they placed in professional brokerage firms like us. We helped them. They trusted us. And、uh, the whole process went smoothly, and also、uh, they are very adaptive to the environment here. So they, we recommended them to hire professional architect, work with professionals, finding attorneys, and that they moved at full speed. That's what I appreciate from them. Yeah, I think trust is definitely very important. And in China, when people do business, one of the thing I think a key difference is. In China, people want to look at the relationship first,、mm -hmm. and a lot of times we say we build the relationship first, then we negotiate on the business.、Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think it's time to take another quick break, and、okay. we will be back right away. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China. From business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students, you need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting dot com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back. This is In China with Michelle Zhou. We are talking about、uh, the opportunities、uh, from the Chinese investment、uh, in commercial real estate in the U.S. So, Holly, now let's zoom into from the U.S.、Uh, listener side, right? If we are looking at American business or American investors, what kind of advice you can give them so that they would be able to work with these Chinese investors smoothly on projects in the future? Okay, I think the rule of thumb is.、Uh, Just be mindful that they are different. They operate in a different, with a different mindset. They coming from a very different、uh, culture background. So be mindful of Chinese culture. If you are not sure, just ask or you know do some research. I would. That's the rule of thumb. And if I break it down, I think you know because working on both sides, you know Chinese culture is very high contextual meaning. They put more emphasis intuition, feeling, 
less emphasis on what's written black and white on the paper. Well, so, I think、uh, in another words here means Chinese may not tell you yes or no, right or wrong in a very frank way.、Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things hiding in the things they expressed. So. Need a little bit more in-depth understanding of the exact meaning behind it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Compared to、um, Westerners' communication style, we're talking about communication style. Chinese investors of all people culture tend to be indirect. This is a way to avoid conflict. If、uh, let's say one person, you know, let's say a project, one partner proposes, "Hey, this is how we're going to do it. Who is going to be the decision maker? How we share profit?" Then, with、uh, Chinese investors, typically they are more reserved, even though they don't agree with you because they don't want to. Offend you, so in your culture is saving face, be polite. So they might nod their head and just seem like they are getting along, but actually they might find that completely not acceptable.、Uh-huh. So it's just a way to avoid conflicts because we. A、uh, Chinese people emphasize on harmony. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's one of the thing. When I work with my American clients, they complain. They say, "Michelle, I never know if they're saying or no or not, right? <laughs> Why don't they just tell me no? <laughs> It's totally okay." Yeah. So in your cases, how do you help American clients understand that's a no? Well, I encourage both, right? You know, encourage、uh, American Westerner client just. Read between the lines, <laughs> like yeah, and then I encourage a Chinese、uh, client to be more outspoken because、and、that's more just more efficient, right?、Yeah. It's not personal, but it's Chinese culture to build that trust, the personal relationship. It's a mix of personal relationship to the business relationship. But in U.S., as business is business, you don't necessarily have to take it personal. No, it's fine. We can all agree to disagree.、Uh-huh. But in Chinese culture, disagreeing meaning a little bit、uh, upsetting, a little bit、uh, contradictory. They try to avoid that,、mm-hmm. so they might go beat around the bushes, <laughs> or they just.、Uh, Wait till next turn to say, but it's just not、uh, efficient because this might cause misunderstanding. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what other tips do you want to share? It's not just like Michelle has、uh, pointed out too. It's not、uh, Chinese business,、uh, U.S. business. Not just、uh, language barriers because language you can always hire a translator. But culture barrier is even bigger, actually,、mm-hmm. a roadblock. To sometimes to successful partnership or successful business transactions, so you would want to work with professionals like us、mm-hmm. <laughs> to make sure the transaction goes smoothly and there's no missed opportunities or going into pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we say cultural differences, that's a really wide scope of things we're <laughs> indicating here.、Mm-hmm. Let's be more specific. Let's pick one or two things to help our audience understand when we mean cultural differences.、Mm-hmm. What it is? There are so many differences. It's hard to pin it down. But I give you some examples. The Chinese are very big on numbers, right? Some numbers mean good luck. Some numbers you try to avoid because it doesn't mean very well. So there are、uh, examples. There are real estate that we've shown to clients, but the, because the number, the address number, doesn't sound right. <laughs> like Chinese love eight, but they don't like it four, four、yeah. especially four at the end. They don't like that. 
But uh, and the reason, yeah, <laughs> four means death. Yeah, Or exactly. The sound, I wouldn't say four means death. Four in Chinese, si, it sounds the same as the death. This word, right? It's a little things, but it can kill the deal, right? And one time, my client told me, "Oh, I love everything about this property. I don't like the number." Well, knowing the U.S.、Uh, how the business is done here, I'm like, you can change the number,、mm. right? And then it's like, really, you can change them? Like, depend. It's doable in some area. If their numbers are still open, they're still you can still change the number. So. That's just a one small example. There are a lot of other differences. Yeah,、mm-hmm. that's also one of the reasons you see a lot of new projects here in Seattle. It all has an eight in it. Oh,、uh, has an eight. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes, I noticed that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, Bosa's project is one eight eight. Right. Yes, and、uh, Plus USA here.、Mm-hmm. The project is called Alif Eight, and there are a couple, a lot of other eight projects named as eight. <laughs> so when I see a, a project with an eight,、uh, there might be some Chinese cultural elements inside. <laughs> yes, yes, and also, or they build this project exactly. They want to attract them. Chinese buyers too.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting.、Mm-hmm. Anything else? Also, I want to just、uh, remind、uh, Westerners that、uh, there's a、uh, because uh, in terms of marketing channels in China, there's a censorship for Google, Facebook, and Twitter. They are all blocked in China, but eighty percent of the population use a mobile phone. So if、uh, any people want to reach out to Chinese investor, you know what they use: WeChat, Qzone. Or sign a Weibo. That's what、mm-hmm. they use. Yeah. So、uh, what you are saying is、uh, we should use right communication channel to reach、mm-hmm. to Chinese uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And、uh, the other thing is in China, a lot of the consumer behaviors is very different than the U.S. So if we want to. You know, host our Chinese investors.、Mm-hmm. The way if you feed them those very fine American food, maybe the Chinese investors sometimes their stomach just does not fit this type of food. And because、uh, I have met a Chinese businessman,、mm-hmm. a delegation went for a business meeting and、mm-hmm. they had a dinner together. Very good restaurant. Yeah. But at the fine end, dining. Yes.、Mm-hmm. At the end, when these people. Went back. They didn't eat much, but when they went back to their hotel, they took them there. And on the way, they asked me, Michelle, can you find me a Chinese restaurant where I can find noodles? <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, yes. Yeah. Yes. So those little things, I think,、uh, it's important to know、mm-hmm. uh, the differences between、mm-hmm. the Chinese and the Americans, and then、mm-hmm. you know, use professional services,、uh, people like you, to help bridge the needs, bridge the communication, and bridge the Trust between the two sides. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So at the end of this show, can you tell our audience how they can contact you if somebody are interested in finding out more about the service? And also, you mentioned the China Service Newsletter.、Mm-hmm. Can you tell people how they can find that newsletter so they get more information around the real estate and with China? Okay. My office is in Bellevue. Washington and、uh, my phone number is four two five four five zero one one five five, and my email address is holly dot y a n g at kidder dot com. You can register with us to receive their China Services newsletter. How do they register with you? Yeah, they can the just send me an email. 
send you an email. Send me an email or call me. Yeah. To get that newsletter,、mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I really encourage our audience. If you are interested in doing business with Chinese investors in the commercial real estate area, sign up for that newsletter. It has great information about the market, about the investors, and about successful stories. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. I, I'd be happy to help. So, give me a call. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much,、uh, Holly, for your time and、uh, knowledge sharing. I also want to thank our audience for being here with us today. We have talked about、uh, the opportunities、uh, from Chinese investment in the commercial real estate in the U.S. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. Talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhou. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week. 